Good morning, this is David Bennett, and this is Bitcoin And, a podcast where I try to find the edge effect between the worlds of Bitcoin, gaming, permaculture, podcasting, and education to gain a better understanding of all. Edge effect is a concept from ecology describing a greater diversity of life where the edges of two systems overlap. While species from either system can be found at the edge, it is important to note there are species in the overlap that exist in neither system, and that is what I seek to uncover. So join me in discovering the variety of things being created as Bitcoin rubs up against other systems. It's 11.25 a.m. Central Daylight Time. It is the 13th. God, no, it's Monday the 13th of June 2022. Yeah, you guessed it. This is episode 602 of Bitcoin, and we got ourselves a nice little crypto winner. The north winds blew down, and oh man, I mean, the destruction is, the destruction is real again. So expect the following. <clears throat> expect Peter Schiff to dance on our graves for the 493rd time. Expect suicide hotline numbers plastered on every single subreddit that has anything to do with shitcoin and also Bitcoin because it's not doing that well. Uh, what the hell's what the hell happened? Well, we're gonna we're gonna get into some news stories that will hopefully um, illuminate the cause. We're always looking for a cause. I don't know why, but we're always looking for a cause. And there's a couple of things that have happened, uh, and we're going to get into all that. But again, you're going to have to gird your loins on this one. This is another, this is another, this will be my third. Pretty sure it's going to be my third really, really, really bad drawdown <laughs> and i am not selling i just i don't see because i mean if i'm looking at just crypto i might you know i would you know probably consider selling i would I, i'm just going to be deadly honest with you but that's not the whole thing that i'm looking at if you're not looking at what's going on in, in japan and it's 10-year bond. If you're not looking at what's going on with the ECB, if you're not looking on what's going on with the Federal Reserve, and God forbid, the shit show that's going on up in Canada in their finance financial markets, then you're not paying attention. It No matter what the hell happens to Bitcoin right now, the rest of the world is on fire. We are already down. This morning, we were already down. Dow was down 800 points, okay? Monday. The 13th, 800 points. This is always a Black Monday, right? We just got finished with an 800-point drop on Dow last week, okay? So if you, th this, the whole market is running to cash. That's what's, what's going on. The, the people that are going to hold their shit together are going to be the people that, okay, if you got regular, real-world, you know, traditional financial assets and you want to cut them loose, I don't give a shit. But if you're going to cut cut loose on Bitcoin, then there's nowhere to run because run into cash and hoping that you're able to, quote unquote, buy the bottom because we don't know where the bottom is. And we were set up to never know where the bottom was back in 2008, 2009, 2010 with the quantitative easing. 
And then we get into the pandemic and it just, <clears throat> the depths are unplumbed and we don't know what the hell's going on. I don't know what the hell's going on. You don't know what the hell's going on. Peter Schiff doesn't know what the hell's going on. Paul Krugman doesn't know what the hell's going on. Jerry Powell or Jerome Powell, that little old lady from the treasury, they don't know what the hell's going on. Nobody knows what's going on. Everybody, no, nobody is safe. And, you know, it's just, it's one of those things, man. You're living through history is what's going on. And if you can survive it and come out on the other side, then you get to write the history books. Let's start with something light. Let's start with a little human greed today. Uh, and this was back on June the 8th, okay? At Steak Fire, that's, or actually at Steak underscore Fire, has a tweet that says, Dear Osmosis Zone community, many of you know about the Osmosis LP bug that occurred yesterday. This is a shit coin, or this is, we're, we're knee deep into shit coinery already. So just understand that's where we're going. In disbelief of it being real, Two members of the at fire underscore stake started testing to see if the bug existed. Testing grew into a, get this, temporary lapse of good judgment. And in the process, we managed to convert 226 United States dollars into 2 million United States dollars. We were thinking about our family's future and not the future of our community. Shortly after doing so, we stressed throughout the night about how we can set things right. I can't believe they're tweeting this. We cur we're currently working with the Osmosis team to return the funds as soon as possible. We're also working with the Osmosis team to encourage anyone else who took advantage of this situation to please come forward and return funds. Y you're welcome to come to us and we can help act as a liaison. We need to make this right. Please see here for an update. We will be removing all self-stake at 2300 UTC today, and it will become inactive. Please redelegate ASAP. We will not be in Cosmos ecosystem. Okay, so this is just shit coinery. And what happened, what they're saying is that they accidentally scammed their customers out of $2 million United States dollars. $2 million. Yes, they, they took 226 United States dollars. Uh-huh, they did. They, they did do that, okay? They took 226 United States dollars and scammed their own community out of 2 million by testing the bug. Testing the bug. That's how easy it is for shit coiners to fall into the very worst, worst of possibilities. If you have money in shit coins, get them out now. I don't know how else to tell, tell you, except maybe take you through this, the Celsius dumpster fire. You want to do it? You want to go? You ready? Let's do it. <clears throat> Celsius tanks 70% in one hour after the company paused withdrawals to quote unquote stabilize liquidity. Uh, this is being written by Decrypt staff over at Decrypt.co. On Sunday night, with crypto markets already in free fall, controversial crypto lender Celsius announced it was suddenly pausing all customer withdrawals, swaps, as well as transfers. We are taking this action today to put Celsius in a better position to honor bullshit over time its withdrawal obligations, the company wrote in a blog post on Medium. 
we are taking this necessary action for the benefit of our entire community bullshit in order to stabilize liquidity and operations while we take steps to preserve and protect assets. Furthermore, customers will continue to accrue rewards during the pause in line with our commitment to our customers. Again, that's bullshit. The company's S or CEL token quickly reacted, dropping 70% in one hour from a prior high of 49 cents earlier on Sunday down to 15 cents, according to CoinMarketCap. Honestly, I watched it last night and it got all the way down to eight pennies. Eight pennies. Crypto investors on Twitter drew comparisons to the recent Terra collapse, as well as to infamous crypto Ponzi scheme BitConnect. Well, duh. The rest of the crypto market was not having a good day either on Sunday when Celsius shared its news, though nothing compared to Cell's dramatic drop. Bitcoin was down 9% on Sunday by the time of writing, Ethereum down 9%, BNB down 9%, Cardano down 11%, Solana down 12%, and Dogecoin down 9%. Celsius launched in 2017 and offers customers, get this, high yield for crypto deposits which it lends out to other crypto firms. This is all this DeFi bullshit that I've been warning you about for over two years. It shares that business model with BlockFi and Nexo, among other players. In the past year, many regulators have made clear they view these high-yield crypto lending products as unregistered securities offerings. By last September, four states, New Jersey, Texas, Alabama, as well as Kentucky, had sent Celsius cease and desist letters That month, Coinbase shuttered its own planned Lend product after the SEC threatened to sue it if it launched. But in February of this year, BlockFi paid $100 million to settle with the SEC in 32 states and agreed to properly register its investment products for SEC approval. Its peers, Celsius and Nexo, have not yet announced similar settlements or plans, In response to the Celsius news and to inevitable comparisons, BlockFi CEO Zach Prince tweeted late on Sunday that all BlockFi services continue to operate normally. As of midnight Eastern Standard Time on Sunday night, Celsius CEO Alex Mashinsky was silent on Twitter apart from sharing the company's blog post. Okay, so that's sort of where we were as of last night. All right, now... Before we get into the rest of some uh, so, uh, how Nexo is going to play into this, I want to read you this one. This is the tweet from Celsius Network 14 hours ago, and that's at Celsius, uh, Celsius Network. Celsius Network is pausing all withdrawals, swap, and transfers between accounts. Acting in the interest of our community is our top priority. Our operations continue, and we will continue to share information with the community. More here, and then that's where the the blog post comes comes in. Okay, now check. I want to make sure that you understand what we're looking at here. They paused all withdrawals, swaps, and transfers between accounts. Okay, that's internal accounts. So you can't even trade from one Celsius account to another, okay? So keep that in mind when we come to Flying Spoon 8891's tweet. And yes, Flying Spoon has a registered NFT as an avatar on Twitter. You know where this is probably going to go. 
I have USDC in my account <clears throat> that I want to use to repay my loan that has a margin call right now, but I can't even repay the damn loan because of the transfer freeze. That's ridiculous. If the market tanks, Celsius will liquidate my collateral even though I can pay off my loan. Counterparty risk is a bitch, isn't it, Flying Spoon? And while you were just so dead set on having your cute little bored ape NFT as your avatar in Twitter, what you weren't counting on was exactly what's happened. And all the Bitcoin maximalists have told people time and time again, because we've seen it happen before several times and nobody learns ever. And Cafe Lou, or at Simply DCA, which apparently they didn't do, uh, DCA, Simply DCA, um, has felt that pain. How do I know? Because Cafe Lou responded to Flying Spoon by saying, I was liquidated because I couldn't transfer my own funds to pay off the loan or post collateral. This is not the reason I unbanked myself. <gasps> Oh, the unbanked. See what the, the this this is where Peter Schiff is going to get his claws in. He's going to say, "See, you're not unbanked. You're not unbanked." Well, no. That's that collateralized loans and high yield DeFi products is not being unbanked because you're allowing counterparty risk to enter the picture. And every time you do that, you're not unbanked. As Redenominated points out, says custodial services are literally banks. What do you mean? you unbanked yourself. Redenominated is absolutely 100% correct. You did not unbank yourself. You got yourself fully fucking banked. And now you're fully fucking liquidated because you're not listening to the Bitcoin maximalists. Instead, you're pointing at us and you're calling us mean people. Instead of listening to what we're trying to tell you, you're just getting your feelings hurt all the time. And those hurt feelings lead to closed ears and closed minds. And closed minds and closed ears leads to fully liquidating your position with you not being able to do a damn thing about it, even though you could have if you had been allowed to do that. But because they halted all swaps and transfers on intra-account swaps and transfers over at the good old Celsius network, these people now have lost whatever collateral that they put up. It has now been liquidated. Now been liquidated. We tried to warn you. You said we were mean. We kept trying to warn you. You didn't listen. Have fun being liquidated. <clears throat> as Nexo proposes buyout of Celsius assets as crypto lending rival halts withdrawals. This is Andrew Asmakov writing for Decrypt.co. Digital asset manager Nexo, N-E-X-O, responded to the news of its rival Celsius pausing withdrawals by tabling a proposal for a buyout of certain of the firm's liquid assets. Pointing to, quote, what appears to be the insolvency of Celsius, Nexo took to Twitter on Monday morning to post a letter of intent outlining its potential interest to acquire certain remaining qualifying assets, mainly collateralized loan receivables secured by corresponding collateral assets, brand assets, and customer database of the business of Celsius Network LLC and Celsius Lending LLC. Nexo has been an independent observer of the latest developments at Celsius and is mindful of the detrimental repercussions for retail investors in the blockchain community at large, read the letter, 
Quote, Nexo's underlying sustainable business model has allowed it to maintain financial stability in any market circumstance as, the, as a result. The company is in a solid liquidity and equity position to help mitigate the consequences of Celsius's distressed state. End quote. Before we go any further, you know what that reads to me? They know they are exposed to the same set of shit that Celsius is in. Like they're exposed to Celsius. They're, they're one, they're directly exposed. There is contagion between Celsius network and Nexo. And that's why Nexo is stepping in and saying, well, we got to shore this shit up because if that contagion spills over into us, which I fully think that it will, then we're going to go down too. And you know who else is going to go down all these shit coins? I have a sneaky suspicion, and I've had it for a few weeks now, that the pressure on the market, and yes, it's manipulation, right? That the pressure on the market is starting by whales selling off BTC, but moreover, a whole bunch of shit coins to kill the shit coins so that we can move on. Because we are never going to move on with Celsius Network Nexo, Ethereum, and their constant delays of their difficulty bomb. That thing is never going to fucking happen. We can't move forward. And the whole world is on fire around us, by the way. If you haven't noticed, you got supply chain issues and every central bank in the world is literally thumbs up their butts. They don't know what to do, right? So the whole world's burning down around us. The only island of sanity that we have is Bitcoin. And yet these scum-sucking miscreants can come out of the woodwork and they've been here since 2012 doing nothing but trying to get rich. They don't give a shit about humanity. None of these people do. Nexo doesn't care about Celsius. What Nexo cares about is containing the contagion because Celsius was exposed to the whole terror thing. It's, it's, it's a domino effect. This is what contagion looks like. And this is why if you hold anything other than Bitcoin, and even when you do hold Bitcoin, Bitcoin is suffering because of all this shit. But it's not directly attached to any one of these things. Unless you personally put up a Bitcoin as collateral to one of these high-yield DeFi lending products, and in which case you're going to lose your Bitcoin, and honestly, you deserve it. We told you and told you and told you and told you, and nobody ever listens. Let's continue. The firm added that subject to its risk management and collateral requirements, it could readily acquire from Celsius part or all qualifying outstanding collateralized loan receivables secured by their corresponding pledge cryptocurrency collateral. Yeah, they're going to need it when they go up belly up. According to Nexo, the offer will, will remain in effect for one week until 4.30 a.m. UTC June 20th, 2022, unless accepted or rejected by Celsius or withdrawn prior to that time. The New York-based Celsius announced that it is freezing all withdrawals and transfers between accounts late on Sunday night. The firm claimed that it is taking the action to put Celsius in a better position to honor over time its withdrawal obligations. Cell, the token underpinning the Celsius platform, responded to the announcement by plunging 70%, as, <laughs> as we mentioned Meanwhile, Nexo, which shares a similar business model with Celsius, has seen its native token Nexo drop by 25% over the past day, and it's going to get worse, y'all. The developments surrounding Celsius are surely to add more and more woes for crypto investors as markets went deeper into the red over the weekend. 
BTC dropped by as much as 23% in value in the last seven days and is currently trading below 24,500 at levels last seen in December of 2020. Other major cryptocurrencies are posting massive losses too with the likes of Ethereum, Solana, and Polkadot shedding over 30% in value over the week's span. And it's not gonna end, not, not soon, not today, probably not this week, probably not next week. And if we're real lucky, I guess if, well, some people are going to say, no, go, go harder, bitch. So I guess, I guess if we were real lucky, we'd tank to, you know, Bitcoin would tank to 8,000 and, you know, all these shit coins would just evaporate, but they won't. See, this is the problem. What's going to end up happening is we're going to go into a lull. We're going to move sideways for a while. And these asshole bullshit high yield DeFi tokens are going to come back up into prominence. And everybody's going to forget about all the other people that got liquidated. And then they're going to get liquidated and the cycle repeats. It's like the cycle of shit coinery. And I just don't see any way of getting out of this. Education doesn't work. Yelling at people doesn't work. Okay. It, 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 the, the, I guess we're just going to lose a lot of people out of quote unquote crypto. That's the only thing. I mean, honestly, the, the lifeblood of shit coins is the people that are willing to put up something other than their particular token so that they can buy their particular token, like they sell their house or more, take a third mortgage out on it so they can ape into Luna or whatever. I don't know, but this isn't going to stop. Be prepared, get your coats, get your long pants, you know, get your, your wool boot socks because we're going to go cold for a while, y'all. That's just the way it is. Build, stack, hodl that's it farm your fiat job mind your family learn how to grow your own food binance we're going to do a triple play here <clears throat> binance suspends bitcoin withdrawals this is like i said man this does it everything is connected coin telegraph joseph hall crypto's black monday continues to wreak havoc CZ, CEO of crypto exchange Binance, tweeted that there would be a temporary pause on Bitcoin withdrawals. By the way, those withdrawals have been uh, lifted or the, that suspension has been lifted by now. Okay, but this is where, like I said, this is sort of like the whole cycle of what's been going on here. CZ, who often lends his opinion on projects in the market, regularly tweets on behalf of Binance to his 6.4 million followers. He quickly updated the tweet to state, this is only impacting the Bitcoin network. You can still withdraw Bitcoin on other networks like BEP20. Safu is a meme that plays on the word say, first appearing in a YouTube video from 2018. It also refers to Binance's trading protection fund, the secure asset fund for users or Safu. The fund was built during the previous bear market, but in light of Celsius's potential insolvency, investors may be right to raise the alarm. According to a follow-up tweet, the exchange setback may be worse than first thought. Quote, likely this is going to take a bit longer to fix than my initial estimate. More updates soon. Thanks for your patience and understanding. End quote. Binance's official Twitter account's confer account confirmed the delay, suggesting that the issue was due to a stuck on-chain transaction a single transaction i guess hmm. according to some commenters or commentators the lightning network on bitcoin would have avoided such an issue indeed despite binance's size and global presence, it has yet to keep up with its competitors regarding lightning integration 
Sam Bankman-Fried, CEO of competitor exchange FTX, recently tweeted that he would encourage developers to work on integrating the Layer 2 protocol into the exchange while Coinbase and Binance lag behind. Kraken also recently allowed its customers to withdraw funds from accounts instantly using the Lightning Network. In welcome positive news, the total amount of Bitcoin on the network recently closed the 4,000 BTC milestone. And of course, they're talking about the Lightning Network. There are 4,000 BTC in the Lightning Network. And we'll get to exactly what that number is uh, when we get to Clark Moody's dashboard. But we're not done with Binance yet. Why? Well, because Binance in support for anonymous Litecoin transactions. Now, this was... This actually was announced last week, but it's being written today by Prussian Jaw, Cointelegraph. Crypto exchange Binance announced that they were ending support for Litecoin transactions sent through the latest Mimblewimble upgrade. Binance warned that any transaction sent through the Mimblewimble function would be lost since the crypto exchange cannot verify the sender's address. The crypto exchange didn't respond to Cointelegraph's request for comments at the time of publishing. The announcement comes just days after major South Korean crypto exchanges delisted LTC due to the latest upgrade that makes transactions transaction information confidential. The delisting came just weeks after five crypto exchanges issued warnings similar to Binance. However, the delisting didn't come as a surprise as South Korea is known for its strict privacy laws that prohibit anonymous transactions on crypto exchanges. The Mimblewimble upgrade on LTC is one of the critical updates that went live earlier this year, nearly two and a half years after it was first proposed. The upgrade added several privacy features and made the LTC blockchain more scalable. Gate.io, another popular crypto trading platform, also ended support for Mimblewimble Litecoin transactions, claiming anonymous transactions are not supported on the platform. Counterparty risk, bro. The decision to end support for the Mimblewimble function also comes at a time when the leading crypto exchange has been marred in controversy. Binance was recently accused of facilitating $2.5 billion worth of illicit transactions by Reuters. CZ, the CEO of Binance, refuted all such allegations, pointing to the data released by blockchain analytics firm Chainalysis. The United States Securities and Exchange Commission also opened a security violation investigation regarding Binance's BNB ICO sale in 2017. BNB is their own homespun bullshit shitcoin. The privacy feature <clears throat> that was seen as an important upgrade has turned out to be a bane for one of the oldest cryptocurrencies. The Mimblewimble upgrade comes at a time when the regulatory oversight is at its highest and privacy features have become the primary target of regulators around the globe. Okay, so now Litecoin and their implementation of Mimblewimble has caused a bunch of uh, exchanges to basically poo-poo and delist LTC altogether. What does that mean? Stop using centralized exchanges. Go to BISC, B-I-S-Q. Just type in B-I-S-Q, just use Google, I don't care. At this point, they're all they're all hammered. I personally use the internal Brave uh, uh, search function because it's not really Google. But I mean, even that, I just assume that I'm compromised. Okay, but BISQ, it's a decentralized exchange. It actually is decentralized. It may become centralized. We'll have to watch. We will have to watch. You, you know, tr tr 
verify, don't trust. But for now, BISC and HODL, HODL, H-O-D-L, H-O-D-L, are two places that you can go. Otherwise, earn crypto by providing goods and services. Stop using exchanges if at all possible. And if you are using exchanges, only use Bitcoin and then get your Bitcoin that you purchase off of the exchange that very day, that very hour, if at all possible. I'm telling you, man, this shit is just getting dangerous out there. And for the triple play on Binance, Binance.us faces class action lawsuit over the Luna and UST sale. Cointelegraph, again, President Ja. <clears throat> Binance.us, the sister company of global cryptocurrency exchange Binance, is facing a class action lawsuit from investors for the sale of Luna and Terra USD. A group of investors filed the class action lawsuit in the Northern District of California on Monday, alleging that Binance sold unregistered securities in the form of Luna and UST to investors and misled them into buying them. <laughs> Didn't mislead me. I knew it was a shit coin. The lawsuit was filed by law firms Roche Friedman and Donson Nagy Physis uh, on behalf of several investors who lost their money during the recent Luna and UST collapse. But they have money to hire lawyers. Oh, yeah. Lawsuit alleged that Binance.us is not registered as a broker dealer in the United States and thus clearly violates U.S. securities laws. The plaintiffs in the case accused the crypto exchange of knowingly promoting a flawed project in which the parent company had invested earlier. The lawsuit filing pointed out that the crypto exchange not only supported and promoted the security token, but its parent company also listed the second version of Luna 2.0 after the failure of the first. The lawsuit also accused the crypto exchange of false advertising pointing towards its claims of UST being fiat-backed, which was redacted after the collapse. Quote, <clears throat> Binance's U Binance US's failure to comply with securities laws and its false advertisements, uh, advertisements of UST have led to disastrous consequences for Binance US's customers. End quote. The plaintiffs in the case have demanded a trial by jury for all charges that are deemed trialable. Binance didn't respond to Cointelegraph's request for comments. Kyle Roche, founder of Roche Friedman, had earlier requested Luna investors to contact the firm in case they bought Luna on any of the leading crypto exchanges in the United States. Thus, the lawsuit against Binance could be one of the first of many, <laughs> and it will be. While investors in South Korea filed a lawsuit against the founders of the Terra Project the same week it tanked, the latest case comes against Binance and is the first in America. Looking at the earlier tweet from the law firm involved in the lawsuit over U.S. registered crypto exchanges might face similar lawsuits in the near future. Binance's legal trouble continues to mount in the U.S. as the lawsuit comes at a time when the Securities and Exchange Commission is already investigating its BNB initial coin offering from 2017. So Binance is triple play. Uh, honestly, Binance is not looking so good right now, y'all. They are in a shit ton of trouble. Now, does that mean that they will actually have to experience that trouble? I don't know. Depends on, I guess, how much money you can buy off judges with. Because that's apparently how we do things in the, in the West nowadays. Is doesn't matter if it's legal. Do you have the money to buy off the attorneys, the judges, the legislators? the news media so that you get favorable play in the press. It's all bullshit. That's why I don't, I can't listen to MSM anymore. Uh, mainstream media, I can't do it. 
it's all lies. But one thing that I do listen to are numbers. Let's run them. Flammable liquids reversing its early morning trend. Uh, coming back up, we got West Texas Intermediate up a full point to $121.98. Brent North Sea up 1.14% to $123.50. Natural gas, however, is down two and a quarter to $8.64 per thousand cubic feet. Gasoline, likewise, down one and a quarter point to $4.12. Peter Schiff is dancing all over uh, Bitcoin's grave while he himself is experiencing a nice sharp 2.29% drop, uh, $1,832.50. Silver down even worse, over three points to $21.25. Platinum is down uh, 3.72%. Copper is down 1.77%. And palladium is just getting gut punched. Six and a half points to the downside. All agricultural futures, except for one, are down. The biggest loser today is going to be cocoa, 2.22% to the downside, followed by soybeans, 2.09% to the downside. Wheat is the only thing that's actually up, but it's only up scant. Won't even mention that. Now into indices, which are having a hell of a Monday. Dow down two points. That's a 625-point drop, y'all. Uh, S&P down 2.72%. NASDAQ down over 3%. Ladies and gentlemen, the S&P mini is down 3.71%. Bitcoin not faring very well at all. $23,929.45. 36,000 transactions were made in the past 24 hours. No, not 36,000. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry, it's Monday. It's Black Monday. 36,000 Bitcoin have been sent in the last 24 hours. The average transaction value is three and a half Bitcoin. Median transaction value is back to 0.02 BTC, but is now only worth $479.48. Block times are now high. I was wondering when miners would start shutting off their rigs. 11 minutes and 26 seconds. Thankfully though, you know what happens in times like this? That's right, we get a difficulty adjustment. And what does that do? It, it brings everybody back to 10 minutes on block creation times. That's what I love about the system. <clears throat> 0.16 BTC taken in fees on a per block basis. 20 BTC taken in fees overall in the last 24 hour period. And yes, we have a 13.4% drop in hash rate, bringing us all the way back down to 190.2 exahashes per second, which by the way is wildly secure. That's even oversecure. 100 exahashes per second is oversecure. That's just my opinion, but still. Now, your shitcoin indicator. Wow. Dogecoin. 5.6 United States pennies. It was pegged pretty much to 8 United States pennies for like the last couple of weeks, but not anymore. And that's pretty much the way that most of the shitcoins are going today. Now... We have 29, no, we got 30,000 transactions waiting on 37 blocks to clear. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are going to want to make an on-chain Bitcoin transaction, you're going to be paying some fees. It's just, that's just the way it is. For those of us that do Lightning Network transactions, I was, I, let's see, I pulled 15,000 Satoshi off of Stacker News yesterday 
and it went through directly to my lightning node <clears throat> via LN URL uh, within five seconds with a 10 Satoshi fee. Uh-huh. And it, yeah, it's sitting on my lightning node. I mean, it's like I was doing it while in the middle of all the hubbub. I pulled 50 or 60 Satoshis off my uh, tipping page. Same time. No, not a problem. If you are not learning about the Lightning Network, now is the time to start. Just saying. Now, wow, $452.2 billion is the new market capitalization of Bitcoin. We are below 4% of gold's total market cap at 3.73%. And we may now only purchase 12.9 ounces of Peter Schiff's shiny metal rocks with our one Bitcoin, of which there are 19,066,242.18 of, and 4,004.22 of those are locked in the Lightning Network. Uh, that is $95 million of capacity value being run over 17,133 nodes and 84,010 payment channels, at least the payment channels that we can see. And the percentage of all that shit being run over Tor is 71.7%. And that's being run over Tor's associated 12,076 Tor Lightning nodes, or at least the ones that we know about. That's going to do it for Vitals. Welcome to part two of the news you can use. Crypto.com lays off 5% of corporate staff, citing market downturn. So the contagion, we're, we're not done. We're, we're, we are not done. We are not done. We are not done. We are not done. You really do. When I say get the coats and the long pants and the wool socks, shit out of the, out of the closet, you, you need to not only pull them out of the closet, you need to change your fucking clothes because it's getting cold out here, man. Stacy Elliott going to tell us more about it, decrypt.co. And by the way, guys, let's just get through the bad news on this Monday altogether. We need to know what's going on. Okay, we don't need to be like sucking our thumbs in fetal position, wishing for better days. What we need to do is figure out what the hell we're going to do. And what you should be doing is you build, you stack, and you hold Bitcoin. I, that's what you do. Anyway, Crypto.com will lay off 260 people or 5% of its corporate workforce as the market continues to head into a downturn. <coughs> Excuse me, CEO Chris Marzalek said in a tweet on Saturday, in a tweet thread, Marzales described the layoffs as a difficult and necessary decision to ensure continued and sustainable growth for the long term. The CEO also referenced the current market downturn, alluding to the 2018 crypto bear market and the company's focus on building during that 2018-2019 crypto winter. During that period, <clears throat> the price of Bitcoin tumbled about 65% falling from its then all-time high of almost $20,000 in December of 2017 to below $7,000 in February of 2018. Quote, we will continue to evaluate how to best optimize our resources to position ourselves as the strongest builders during the down cycle to become the biggest winners during the next bull run, Marslesk, or have you pronounce his name, wrote, on Monday morning, Crypto.com was the 14th largest cryptocurrency exchange by spot volume, having done $1.3 billion in trading volume over the past day. In the past six months, Crypto.com has been spending heavily on marketing. The Singapore-based exchange sent an spent an estimated $700 million to be the exclusive crypto exchange sponsor of the FIFA World Cup 2022 
paid $100 million to have Matt Damon star in a Super Bowl commercial and spent $700 million putting its name on what was formerly known as the Staples Center in Los Angeles. But the heady days of fall 2021 have faded. <clears throat> oh, indeed. Oh, indeed. As of Monday morning, Bitcoin was trading at around 2300 or 23500 down 65% from the all-time high of 68789 it set in November of 2021. The total market cap, uh, capitalization of all cryptocurrency has now slipped below $1 trillion to $883 billion, down from $3 trillion in November, according to CoinMarketCap. Crypto.com isn't the only large cryptocurrency firm that slashed its workforce to prepare for crypto winter. Gemini has laid off, God, 10% of its staff, and Coinbase first implemented a hiring freeze and then rescinded recently extended job offers. In Latin America, Bitso, Mexico's largest crypto exchange, laid off another 10% of its staff. And in Argentina, crypto exchange Buenbit has laid off 45% of its employees. My God, it's like every other desk is empty. God, that would just, see, That's that sucks. Walking into something like that on Monday or Tuesday, and the guy that was sitting next to you is just gone. Is just gone. And you don't know when you're like what you know what you're doing. You're not focused on work. You're focused on finding other work. This crypto winter is going to be as bad as any of the other ones. And it's going to last probably as long. And we're not going to, I honestly don't think we're going to know what the hell's going on in the rest of the world for well over a year. And it's probably not going to be very pleasant anywhere. I mean, everybody, see, this is the thing. Everybody seems to be running for cash, yet cash is devaluing at one of the fastest rates in history, at least in the West. You know, you could bet on that shit in, you know, Central African republics or, well, uh, in African republics, Latin American uh, countries, you could expect that kind of shit. That, that was just well known. Eastern European countries, Turkey, yeah, sure, we got it, we get it. But the United States, Canada, and all of Europe, ah, well, that one's kind of creeping up as a surprise. Yet, when weird shit happens, the only thing that investors know how to do is how to sell their shit and stack cash and wait for asset prices to come back down and then buy all the blood. I don't know how well that's going to work with rapidly devaluing Western currencies, though. I don't think it's going to be the, I don't think it's going to be as effective as it has been in the past, but we're, we're, we're going to have to see, we're going to have to see, but yeah, this is, you know, this is bad. People getting laid off from their jobs and all these companies feeling the pain. And the only thing that I could really suggest is that as we move forward and we will, we're not done by any stretch of the imagination. We're not done. We never will be. Um, as we move forward and as we build more Bitcoin projects, whether they're companies or whether they're consortiums of people that want to invest in a better life, maybe like what, see, this is the, I think one of the mistakes that untapped growth made is overvaluing or, or overvaluing Bitcoin, even though when he was valuing Bitcoin, he was valuing it at the price on the market. And now, like, especially with all the people that are getting liquidated out of their uh, high yield DeFi loan accounts, I, people have been saying that you should value when you make a loan or you use Bitcoin to do something like collateralize the building of a business or something. 
they've been saying you take half of what Bitcoin is and that's what you value your collateral at. That way, when this shit happens, because it always does, you're a lot less likely to get liquidated. Now I'm, I'm thinking you should devalue Bitcoin in your mind by 75%. Like, so if Bitcoin was $100,000 and you're going, oh man, we're all rich, dude. I got 10 Bitcoin. I'm gonna, gonna you know, build this business. And you go to collateralize that Bitcoin for a loan so you don't have to pay uh, income tax on selling your shit. Um, you should value that Bitcoin at $25,000. I know that's, that really sucks because now instead of a full million dollars to build your business, you can only build it with $250,000. But you are even less likely to get liquidated. And even then it's not a guarantee. But I've seen these mistakes for ever since I got into the whole thing in 2015 is people valuing Bitcoin at the spot market price as they're going to build, as they're going to use it and depend on it to build something that is going to take a long time to become cash flow positive by itself so that you can rescue your collateral out of an exchange or some kind of weird shitcoin DeFi lending protocol. Um, don't overvalue your Bitcoin. It doesn't mean that you're a bear when you do this. It just means that you're acting in a conservative nature, which is what you should be doing. Just saying. Okay. Now, Max Kaiser's got something to say here. Um, he's Kaiser's got a few statements about the um, Lummis Gillibrand uh, crypto bill, and this is out of Crypto Potato. I'm not going to read the whole thing, just the part where Max is is uh, opining because I think he's got some good points. Kaiser is a well-known Bitcoin proponent who has spoken against the rest of the cryptocurrency market on numerous occasions, arguing that only BTC is a fully decentralized digital asset. As such, he also weighed in on the Lummis Gillibrand draft bill that wants to put most cryptocurrencies under the CFTC jurisdiction, even with the so-called ancillary assets having to be in compliance with the SEC as well. Talking to Crypto Potato, Kaiser described the bill as dumb and it has a few fatal flaws. He believes that Ethereum and the other altcoins are demonstrably and provably securities, not commodities. Relying on his 40 years plus of experience in the securities field, bringing up his 1996 patent on virtual currencies and securities, and touching upon the Howey test, a decades-old Supreme Court doctrine used to determine whether an asset is a security or not, Kaiser said, quote, <clears throat> Bitcoin could be on the periodic table of the elements. It's the discovery of a new digital commodity that is absolutely scarce that soon started being used as money. It's unmistakable as a commodity. Everything else, all 20,000 altcoins per the Howey test qualify as unregistered securities. The Lummis bill is a political junk, or is, oh, sorry. The Lummis bill is political junk attempting to attract lots of lobbying money from disgraced shitcoiners and shows a complete misunderstanding of securities laws in the functioning of the SEC and the CFTC while also showing an exceptional misunderstanding of Bitcoin, end quote. Kaiser paid special attention to Ripple and the company's legal battle against the SEC, aiming to determine whether the firm broke the Securities Act by selling XRP as an unregistered security. Quote, it's ludicrous that Ripple is arguing that XCP is not an unregistered security, citing Ethereum as an, a case study when the overwhelming evidence shows that 
ETH, Vitalik Buterin, Joseph Lubin, the entire ETH team, and those trading it like serial fraudster Mike Novogratz openly discussed ETH as designed to be with the intention to be a security. XRP and ETH are unmistakably securities. Lummis should have used her position to make this clear and set legal parameters. Instead, she concocted a witch's brew of inane drivel that makes no sense and will drive the U.S. backward and further away from a Bitcoin standard, end quote. Lastly, the prominent BTC proponent praised El Salvador for its open-minded approach to Bitcoin and raised hopes that the country's securities law will be much better than what Senator Lummis and Gillibrand proposed. All right, so I had had the same kind of problem uh, with the Lummis-Gillibrand bill uh, recognizing all these other shitcoins as securities and basically giving them some kind of prominence. Uh, I, however... Don't have the I don't have the verbal aptitude to talk like Max Kaiser does because he really nailed nailed that bill uh, into its coffin. Which is the more that I think about it, the more that bill needs to be redrafted. But but honestly, the chances of that bill actually passing, even if even if it gets through all the committees, because it's got to go through four committees, and one of them is agriculture, because. Department of Agriculture is what is the oversight for the Commodities Futures Trading Commission. I've told that story before. I won't get into it now, but that's why ag is in there. In either event, even if it gets out of all those committees, <clears throat> it's probably not going to pass. What we really need to do is personally and going for, moving forward, figure out ways to accept Bitcoin for goods and services and employment. If I'm employed by somebody, maybe I should just start taking Bitcoin. Maybe I could sell, I don't know, chicken eggs or something like that and, and sell it at a farmer's market and just do a stall that's like, I only accept Bitcoin. Yes, I know. It, it, it'll be a, a resounding failure as far as monetary income is concerned. But think of the educational opportunities. I'll like, dude, it's like, or I might even do this. Let's say I sell, I don't know, uh, comfrey roots or something like that. And you can buy them and I can mail them to you. You can send me uh, like, uh, I don't know, a hundred bucks in fiat, or I'll give you a 10%, possibly even a 15% discount if you send it, uh, send me Bitcoin on the Lightning Network. For 15% on a hundred bucks, for 15 bucks, that might be worth your time to learn how to execute a, a Lightning transaction. Um, just consider that, okay? But decentral or quote, decentralized, okay, well, decentralized exchanges. Those are okay right now. Keep an eye on them. We need to see where they go. All the centralized exchanges, get away from them as fast as possible. I still like Swan Bitcoin because they allow you to immediately sweep into a wallet of your choice after you your DCA purchase goes through. Um, I'm still, I'm not exactly a fan of um, of Square, but I do use, well, not Square, uh, Cash App, but I do use it for DCA. I also use Strike. And I like Strike better than I like um, Cash App, but it's they're centralized. You have to understand that. There's I'm allowing certain amounts of counterparty risk to creep in. And I'm aware of that counterparty risk. This is why I will never take a loan against my Bitcoin. I just won't do it. I just refuse. Now, getting back into some of the uh, co other companies that are exposed to this recent slide in, in Bitcoin price. We got Coinbase, MicroStrategy, and other Bitcoin exposed stocks tanking amid the crypto meltdown. Again, contagion. 
uh, a different kind of contagion than the shitcoin yield contagion, but contagion nonetheless. Andrew Asmakov has it for Decrypt. As the latest carnage in the crypto markets brought the price of Bitcoin below 24 grand, MicroStrategy fell as much as 26.72% on Monday's pre-market to a monthly low of 149 bucks. Uh, God, MicroStrategy, which traded at $203.36 on the closing bell Friday, fell to 147 after the market opened before recovering to 155.50, which is down 23.53%. As the software manufacturer came under increased pressure due to its stock trading at a discount to the firm's Bitcoin holdings. Following the trend, stock and crypto exchange Coinbase fell by a hefty 21.5% to $46.06 on pre-market before climbing up to $51.87 at time of going to press, which is down 11.66%. Other Bitcoin-adjacent public companies took a beating as well with the shares of mining operators among the worst hit. Yeah, you, I can't imagine why. Marathon Digital tumbled 18.17% in pre-market, followed by Riot Blockchain and BitDigital with losses of 14.89 and 14.89 respectively. Oh, they both hit the exact same number. Block Incorporated dropped 7.35% to $66.59 in pre-market and is continuing to slip trading at 64.29 at time of writing. And that is down 10.55%. Shares of Robinhood and PayPal both saw less brutal losses of 7.62 and 5.95% down respectively. MicroStrategy has been making headlines for its Bitcoin accumulation strategy. However, with the average purchase price of $30,700 over the past two years, the firm faces a margin call on $205 million of Bitcoin-backed loan with Silvergate Bank that was taken in March to buy more crypto. That's according to CFO Fong Lee, who first came up with these figures during the company's first quarter earnings call last month. Quote, as far as where Bitcoin needs to fall, we took out a loan at 25% loan to value. The margin call occurs at 50% loan to value. So essentially, Bitcoin needs to cut in half or around $21,000 before we'd have a margin call, Lee said at the time. Should the price of Bitcoin drop to $21,000, MicroStrategy may be ultimately forced to sell some of the Bitcoin it keeps on its balance sheet, despite CEO Michael Saylor repeatedly saying he'd never sell any crypto. Quote, as you can see, we mentioned previously that we have quite a bit of uncollateralized Bitcoin, Lee said during last month's call. So we have more that we could contribute in the case that we have a lot of downward volatility. Per an SEC filing, MicroStrategy added another $215 million worth of Bitcoin at an average purchase price of $44,645 in the first quarter of this year bringing its total holdings to 129,218 Bitcoin acquired for $3.97 billion or slightly above $3 billion at current prices. Bitcoin, the world's most popular cryptocurrency, plunged below 24,000 earlier today for the first time since January, 2021, while the combined market cap of all cryptocurrencies crashed below $1 trillion. So people are out there rooting for uh, uh, Michael Saylor to default and crash the price of Bitcoin even further. And you will, this will be part of the narrative going forward. And there's nothing that I, nor you, nor anybody else can do about it. He is exposed. It is the truth. We, we, but we were speculating on what happens in this scenario months ago, months ago. Okay. Even at, even at top prices, there were, we were talking about what happens what happens? I don't know. 
And here, here's the thing. You don't have to use Bitcoin as collateral. He doesn't. If he's sitting on enough cash to make up the other end of it, he can just use cash. He can he'd take a, a loan out on some other aspect of his business and use that for the claim. He doesn't have to sell Bitcoin unless he cannot make up collateral in any other way. And then, then and only then, is he gonna actually have to sell some Bitcoin? But he's not beholden. Somebody's gonna say, like, if I go up to somebody and take a loan out and I put up gold <clears throat> as collateral, and all of a sudden gold price tanks, they call me up and say, we're about to liquidate your shit. You wanna put up more gold? Uh, I say, no, but I'll put up cash. They'll take cash. They'll take cash. They'll do that. That's not a problem. We'll, we will have to see this test of Michael Saylor's fortitude and see if he was blowing smoke up our ass about never selling or not. But this will probably be the test that, that lets us know once and for all whether or not that shit's going to occur. Now, let's see. Uh, these luxury apartments in Argentina will have a Bitcoin mining farm for residents or at least uh, up until June the 10th when BitcoinNews.com uh, released this article written by Louis Legarty. The new apartment complex in the exclusive neighborhood of Belgrano in Buenos Aires, Argentina, will launch this project with the idea of helping its residents to earn by living in their apartments. This building will be designed to have nine floors and 32 apartments in total, plus a restaurant on the first floor. An estimate, as estimated by project developers, the investment in this venture will be around 10 to 15 million and will be led by the architectural firm MCL. The company behind the project, Next Living, is advertising the vision as eco-friendly, smart living crypto building, which reveals the rather simple profit intentions underlying the development. A Bitcoiner could consider smart living a life on a large ranch or inside an off-grid citadel. Pampa 2.0 would rather fall into the category peak fiat selling cheaply developed property with the use of modern buzzwords like eco-friendly, smart living, and crypto. The particularity of Pampa 2.0, which is the name of the project, is that it will be equipped with between five and 10 Bitcoin mining machines. These machines will be operated by a company that will take a percentage of the profits in exchange to account for the volatility of BTC. They plan to calculate an average price of Bitcoin over a 12 month period and use this price as the basis for calculations that would allow mining operations to finance 100% of the cost of the building. <laughs> the goal is to be able to generate enough income from mining to cover living expenses and even exceed this amount to leave the residents with a profit. According to estimates, the price of a two-bedroom apartment in Pampa 2.0 will be around $120,000 USD, taking into account that about 2,500 2, USD per square meter would be charged. The intellectual authors of the project, through a promotional video, described the creation of a cryptographic building and showed a digital representation of a coin engraved with the Bitcoin logo. According to the developer of the project, Damien Lupo, Due to the innovation that the building will have in terms of lighting, insulation, and solar panels, the cost of living in one of these apartments would end up uh, to 60% cheaper than in rival developments. In his words, I think about innovation all the time, but you also have to have the right timing. It's a fine line. It's just as bad to start a company too early as it is to start it too late, end quote. 
Yeah, well, there you go. And he's going to be in quite a conundrum with what's going on in the markets as of today. And in fact, I wouldn't be surprised if I would see uh, Pampa 2.0 being put on hold until some of this mess bullshit clears up. Now, let's see, luxury retailer Farfetch to accept Bitcoin payments. Sean Amick for Bitcoin Magazine is going to finish this out. Farfetch Limited, a leading digital platform in luxury fashion, will begin accepting Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies for payment, according to a report from MarketWatch. The acceptance of Bitcoin for payment will be trialed with high-end European stores located in Paris, London, Milan, and Browns at first. Uh, afterward, the, the British-Portuguese company intends to roll out the functionality to all U.S. and U.K. and European customers later the year, in the year. Quote, this was a crucial step to test and learn, and we are excited to share our technical and service know-how with our community, Jose Nees, founder and CEO of Farfetch, reportedly said. The luxury e-retailer is partnering with Berlin-based Lunu, not Luna, Lunu, L-U-N-U, a cryptocurrency payment infrastructure provider to provide the necessary rails for accepting cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. Quote, as a platform company, we are continually innovating to serve as the bridge for the luxury industry to new technologies and environments where the luxury customer is today and where they'll be tomorrow, Neve said. Quote, with this move, we look forward to empowering our incredible boutique and brand partners to embrace cryptocurrency. Farfetch is joining a growing number of luxury bands, brands, enabling Bitcoin as a payment option for customers. Fashion house Balenciaga announced its arrival on the scene late last month, as did Gucci, Swiss watchmaker Tag Hauer, SFL Maven, and Continental Diamond. So the question becomes, why is it that we're starting with luxury items? Is it because these people have a sense that there's a shit ton of people that's got a lot of Bitcoin and they may not give a crap whether it's $20,000 or $60,000. They may just want to be able to buy a brand new watch or a bracelet or I don't know. I don't, it's odd. It, to me, it really is. It's just odd. However, it wouldn't surprise me because the luxury retail houses are probably the ones that are swimming a little bit more in cash than like, you know, regular retail but I don't know, I'm not in the business. If you're in the business, you may be laughing at me because I don't know what I'm talking about. That's fine, I get it. I just figure Gucci's probably sitting on a mountain of cash and they can afford to play around with this. Whereas low-end retail, maybe not so much. Ladies and gentlemen, it is 62 minutes and 25 seconds into the podcast. I'm gonna end it here and I'll see you on the other side. This has been Bitcoin and, and I'm your host, David Bennett. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and hope to see you again real soon. Have a great day.